This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's switch to some NBA talk and bring in our man Sean Devaney, who's located out in Beantown. He's a Boston guy. He writes for Heavy.com. This guy's been covering the NBA for a long time and wanting to get him on. Sean, what's going on with you this afternoon? And welcome to 95.7 The Game. Well, thanks for having me, guys. All right. Well, we got to start here. We got a Bay Area audience coming to you from San Francisco. So talk to me. KD coming to the Golden State Warriors. This thing have legs for whatever reason. Man, it's like Rasputin. It won't die. Is this? Is there any potential that this actually comes to fruition? I don't think so. I think part of the Warriors' interest in all this is to make sure that if Kevin Durant is traded, uh, especially to one of the teams that, that, that they'll see in the playoffs, uh, that they want to make sure that the other team involved pays a pretty heavy price. So, and, 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 and no team is really in better position to make sure that happens than the Warriors because, you know, they can get involved, uh, in negotiations and they can get involved in, in, uh, in, in, in making an offer. I don't think they necessarily want to go down that road. Uh, but, you know, they can, they can certainly drive up the price. And, and I think that in the end, uh, is, is, is the source of their interest here is that they want to make sure if he winds up in Phoenix, that Phoenix is paying a heavy price, or even if he winds up in Miami, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, that the Heat are paying a heavy price because that's the team they could potentially see, obviously, uh, in the NBA final. Hey, Sean, so just around the NBA. Now, when Kevin Durant was a free agent five, six years ago, he was the most coveted free agent since LeBron came out. Uh, mm-hmm. now, right now, do you feel like he is no longer the quite the bell of the ball that he was the last time he was a free agent because of issues like age, et cetera? Yeah, I think age and, and, and also just the fact that, you know, look, he went to uh, Brooklyn to try to try to build something with Kyrie Irving and, and then obviously they get uh, uh, James Harden in there and, and, and they've got a team that, uh, that that should be a championship caliber team, uh, and obviously fell extremely flat. I mean, obviously, uh, you can't put that all on Kevin Durant. Um, you know, the fact that they got swept in the playoffs this year, um, you know, that they struggled uh, last year. You know, certainly Durant played well in the postseason, uh, but you know, the fact that that this whole experiment in Brooklyn uh, has been such a disaster. Uh, he's getting tarnished with that. You can you can say it's not fair or whatever. That's fine, but but that that that's part of what's going on here is that you know people are looking at this and saying uh, you know I can go all in for this guy, uh, but you know w- 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 what's going to happen? Are we going to wind up like Brooklyn did? Are we going to regret um, you know giving up everything? So um, and, and you know there's also a, there is age obviously. Uh, going to be 34 years old, um, you know, played uh, 35 games two years ago, played 55 games last year, which means, you know, missed 27 games 
uh, with uh, with injury. So so there's some of that as well. But I think that the big problem is just that you know teams are looking at him and saying you know there's there's, there's something not quite right here uh, in terms of his ability to be a leader and be a winner. Sean Devaney joins us from Heavy.com, longtime basketball writer covering the NBA. And Sean, did this potential trade for Kevin Durant either get impossible and that much more difficult simply because what it is that Minnesota gave up to Utah to get Rudy Gobert, that now seems to be the measuring stick. And Brooklyn's like, listen, if that's how many draft picks Rudy Gobert can garner, then guess what we're going to want in return for Kevin Garnett. What in the hell were the Minnesota Timberwolves thinking when they got Gobert? <laughs> yeah, it was it was too much to give up. There's no question. I think uh, I think they were willing to give up the picks because they figure we get Gobert, uh, we're going to be in the top half of the Western Conference, and and those are going to be low down picks and not going to be uh, you know all, all that bad. We're not going to be giving up. You know, top five, top six picks. So, you know, that that's that's part of the thinking there. Uh, but it's 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 too much for Rudy Gobert. Uh, and and you know, the the problem for the Nets is, yeah, they've 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 set the bar where it is. Uh, but teams didn't have a lot of time. You know, remember that that the Durant news came out uh, about two hours before the start of free agency. Teams did not have a lot of time to maneuver uh, and, and 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 collect assets. Uh, in order to make good proposals for Kevin Durant, so so that's one thing that the Nets are up against. The other thing is, look, you can only trade for your own. Just under NBA rules, you can only trade for uh, first round picks. You know, so uh, unless you've got somebody else's coming in, and, and and there's not a lot of teams in that position, uh, then it's it's really tough to uh, to generate that kind of package that's going to satisfy the Nets. Um, and 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 not only do the Nets want the pick, but they also want some guys who can keep them competitive. They want to have uh, a competitive team next year. So uh, you know they're, they're they're asking for a lot as they should, but there's just nobody out there who can really meet the demands that they have for Durant right now. So Sean, given what you just said, who's the favorite to land Kevin Durant? Or let me say, who's your personal favorite to? Have Kevin Durant next season, and could it be the Nets? Yeah, that's it's a great point. I, you know that that ultimately he could wind up back in Brooklyn, both he and Kyrie. Uh, you know whether they want to or not. Uh, you know that that there just might not be anything out there. Um, and and you know, look, Durant is, is is wired differently than than Ben Simmons, for instance. And Simmons, of course, sat out. Uh, I, I can't see Durant doing that. That's not. That's not who he is. That's not you know he he needs to play basketball and 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 so I think uh, you know the Nets kind of have that in the back of their heads that that uh, you know if, if push comes to shove Durant will come back out and he'll play and he'll be uh, his usual self. He's not gonna um, you know he's not gonna play at fifty percent. So yeah, uh, you know that I, I do think that's a real possibility. I think you've got to have that. Uh, you know, maybe as the favorite here in terms of what what winds up playing out. I think Miami's really the uh, the, the, the one team that could potentially uh, put together a package. They've got to find a way to get draft picks. That's that they're they're one of the teams that have sort of sold out in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, what they've done with their future drafts. A lot of you've seen that with a lot of teams that that give up these big packages of, of draft picks and are left with nothing. And, and Miami's one of them. Uh, so they've got to find a way to come up with draft picks. Uh, you know, whether it's trading a Duncan Robinson 
Uh, we'll see what happens with Tyler Hero is a, a possibility. Uh, but, yeah, they've got to come up with some picks. If they can do that, then I could see Miami – uh, being the team that winds up uh, uh, putting together a deal for Kevin for Kevin Durant. But there's not many other teams out there that are in a position to do that. Sean Devaney joins us this afternoon. And Sean, is there a level of concern, either through the executives or maybe the NBA as a whole, that this could be, and we've seen the trend start, maybe, I don't know, with Ben Simmons, James Harden, that when you have someone like that at Kevin Durant who just signed an extension for four years to play with Brooklyn and then just gets up and says, you know what, I want out. Is, is there a, a level of, listen, we need to nip this in the bud that this, this, can, this trend can no longer continue, uh, whether it's, it's not beneficial to the, the overall uh, the, the game itself and or the, the fan base out in Brooklyn. Could this be problematic going forward? Yeah, I think it's something that they're going to figure, they're going to try to figure out in the next collective bargaining agreement. The thing is that, you know, when I ask around and talk about, talk, talk to agents uh, and talk to, uh, uh, you know, personnel people with teams, uh, you know, it, there's no good solution. You know, nobody's got a good idea uh, as far as how to deal with this. Um, and, and, you know, give players an out, give teams a way to, uh, to recoup some value. Um, you know, they've, they've shortened the way. Remember that, you know, the contract used to go seven years. You know, that was the, the first time they put a cap on contracts. It was for, it was seven year deals. Um, you know, so reducing the number of years to five was, was supposed to be something that, that solved this. Uh, and, uh, and obviously it hasn't. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a problem. Uh, and I think the league knows that. Um, I think the players know that. I think the players, you know, I think they'd like to come together and find a solution. I haven't heard anything uh, that, that, that makes sense, though, that, that that would be a realistic thing that they could do in the next collective bargaining agreement uh, to, uh, to sort of uh, address this issue. So when we talk about the Warriors and, and the upcoming season, um, essentially in, in your mind, right, if you added Kevin Durant to this Warriors team and you subtracted, you know, any number of young, talented, up-and-coming players, do you think that that team is better? And and do you think that Durant can put any team over the top, given what it's going to take to get him? Yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors are, like I said, they're they're probably in the best position to make a deal that makes sense, that will keep them as championship uh, favorites, uh, you know, probably overwhelming favorites, uh, because they could give up, you know, young guys who didn't really contribute a lot, uh, uh, last year and, and, and have that be pretty much, um, you know, basically, and, and, and look, they can, they can, they'll probably have to send, uh, Wiggins, which would be a problem, um, you know, and, 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 uh, and, you know, some combination of the three young guys, um, you know, if, in order to get that done. And, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do, uh, but, you know, if, if they were able to put together the right package, as long as they get some package of those three young guys, um, you know, the, then, then of course the Nets would do that and you'd have to consider the Warriors favorites. They don't want to do that though. You know, I mean, they don't. This is, this, I think this ownership group, um, you know, has been very focused on making sure that when this championship run is over, the cupboard is not bare. Uh, and they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, trade away all this young talent that they have. Uh, for a 34 year old guy, you know, no matter how good he is. So I, I, you know, I think that that's something that's, that's, that's a real concern. And that's why I don't think that you'll see any, any move for Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that, uh, uh, that if, if they did decide to do that, again, I'd be shocked if they did, uh, that yeah, you'd have to have them. I don't think anybody could beat them in that case. 
Sean Devaney, longtime NBA writer, joins us here this afternoon. Sean, recently Bobby Marks of ESPN said that our man out here, we all love Steph, but Steph Curry was the second best basketball player, not currently the second best basketball player of all time. Your thoughts on Bobby Marks? Do you, uh, are you down with that, or is that a bit outlandish? Where do you fall? Yeah, I mean, all, all time, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have him in the top 10. I, I think you have to. Um, and in terms of influence, uh, you know, you'd probably have him in the top five because, you know, the era that we're seeing now with the importance of the three-point shot, uh, that's him. You know, that, 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 that really stems in it. it probably would have happened without him of course you know there would have been other factors uh but you know he was the one who really ushered in uh the era uh now where where you know where where you're expected to pull up on a fast break and take a three-pointer uh you know coaches would have killed you if you did that 15 years ago uh but you know in terms of his influence on the game uh you've got to have him uh really in the top five you know with with uh, uh, Michael Jordan and uh, and LeBron James, um, you know I think Will Chamberlain you'd have to have on a list like that. Magic Johnson uh, and Steph, you know to me that if you're, if you're talking about influence on the game, I would say he definitely deserves to be top five. But you know top two ever, I think that's that's probably a stretch. Um, you know just in terms of talent and production, um, you know I'd have him right 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 with Jerry West in terms of my rankings uh, somewhere in the top ten. Hey, Sean, so let's take this a step further. Given that Wilt Chamberlain was a golden, well, he wasn't a golden, he was a San Francisco warrior and a Philadelphia warrior. You got Rick Barry in the mix, Chris Mullen, their warriors in the Hall of Fame. Would you put Steph Curry as the greatest warrior of all time? Yeah, I would. You know, and, and, and Wilt Chamberlain, as good as he was, um, you know, you could go back and look and you could go back and, and have the arguments with, uh, uh, with the, uh, the, the, the old folks who've seen them at the time. You know, Will Chamberlain, as good as he was and as good as his numbers were, he was very much an individual player. He was not, not somebody who necessarily made the team better. Uh, and I think Steph, uh, has shown that, 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 uh, he gets his numbers within the context of making the team better as well. So, uh, yeah, I would absolutely have Steph. Uh, especially consider how much he's won. You know, I mean, he's won, he's, he's brought trophies home uh, more than Will Chamberlain ever did. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that Steph's the best warrior ever. Sean, you're coming to us from Boston. Let's talk about the Celtics and one Malcolm Brogdon, just a huge pickup, now elevates them to being, if you believe these sort of things, Las Vegas has them as the odds-on favorite to win the title next year. Just talk about Boston and how they improved over this offseason. Yeah, you know, that was a huge pickup. Uh, obviously, uh, folks out there watched the NBA finals and, and it was, it was a bit of a, uh, of an adventure when the Celtics went to their bench, uh, especially, you know, with Derek White, you know, it was, was pretty, um, um, you know, a good defensive player, but, but turnover prone, not really a playmaker. Uh, and now they've got a guy who's been a starting point guard, uh, who I think they'll wind up taking off the bench. So the, the lineup hasn't quite been worked out, but he'll probably wind up being a six man. Uh, and, and that's going to be huge for them, you know, just to have a guy who you can bring off your bench and, and really control the tempo and, 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 and set up your plays. Um, you know, turnovers are such a huge thing for the Celtics in that series. Uh, and, uh, and I think that was, that was part of their thinking and their pursuit of Malcolm Brogdon. And they didn't have to give up a whole lot. You know, they gave up a draft pick, uh, and, and that was pretty much it. They gave up a bunch of players who, who they didn't really use anyway. So, uh, it was a, it was a no brainer deal for them. 
you know, it, it, health is going to be the thing, though. You know, you've got to keep you've got to keep Brogdon healthy. You've got to keep uh, uh, Robert Williams, as we saw. You know, his, his knee uh, was an issue. He's had knee problems throughout his whole career. Al Horford's going to be thirty-seven. You got to keep him healthy. So, you know, they've got a lot of concerns. Uh, you, you know, the, the the names are nice, but are these guys going to be healthy uh, for eighty-two games and into the playoffs? That's going to be the big question with them. We talked about the the trade between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, earlier in the conversation. And despite what the insane price that Minnesota paid to get Rudy Gobert, do you think that this can work? And did they actually make themselves better, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves? Did they actually make themselves better by adding Gobert to this team? Yeah, I do think that they did, but I still think that what what is going to come down to them for, for them is is what does Carl Anthony Towns do? Uh, you know, is he going to finally take it? You know, he's he's always been a guy who could put up nice numbers, uh, but he's a, he's a soft player. I mean, there's no question about it. He's a soft player, uh, and he, you know, you know, he's got to be able to be a guy who could be a leader who can toughen up. And I think a couple of things. I think for one thing, this trade. Uh, is going to make it, it ought to make them realize, hey, look, you know, you're not, you, you can't hide, uh, you know, as the 11 or 12 seed, uh, in Minnesota anymore. You've got, you, you're now going to be expected to be a contender, uh, and you've got to raise your level. So that's one thing. I think the other thing is, I, I love Anthony Edwards and, and, and his attitude, his approach. He has as much dog in him, uh, as anybody, as, as maybe the rest of that team combined. Uh, and, 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 you know, that, that, that sort of toughness that he brings, that grit that he brings, it's got to rub off on other guys. And, and, and you got to hope that it rubs off on Colin Anthony Towns. To me, yeah, getting Gobert is, 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 is good. That's going to obviously help them make a big step defensively. Um, and, and like I said, I love Anthony Edwards, but I think it's going to come down to, uh, you know, what, what does Colin Anthony Towns do? Does he become, a, you know, a real winning player? Uh, or is he going to stay as sort of that 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 soft guy who puts up good numbers on on a uh, on a mediocre team? Sean Devaney joins us from Heavy.com. Sean, you were just in Las Vegas. Curious, did you get an opportunity to see the Warriors and James Weissman? And if so, your thoughts on the number two pick out of the uh, draft a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, obviously, look, just just getting him back on the floor uh, is, uh, is 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 a good thing. Uh, you know, trying to get him comfortable. Um, you know, that's a good thing. Um, you know, he looked, he looked good. You know, I, I wouldn't say he looked, uh, uh, bad. He, he definitely had a lot of rust. You know, he was definitely, uh, not comfortable, I think, on the defensive end. Um, you know, they get a little whistle happy in the summer league. It's, it, it's hard to measure that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, he, he looked a little uncomfortable on the defensive end. I thought he looked, uh, better offensively. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, just, just getting him back out there and having him, uh, you know, on the floor, uh, such a big step. You know, it's such a weird year, the way that knee kind of kept causing problems. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, how many times did he ramp up? You know, uh, he ramped up about four times and never actually got on. Never actually got on the NBA floor. So, um, you know, but but it was it was it was good to see him out there. Um, and and you know, I, I look. He's not. They're always going to be regretting the fact that they didn't take Lamella Ball like that. They'll never admit that, but they will. They 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 will always <laughs> regret that. He's never going to be at that level, but he should be able to be an NBA starting center. Uh, at some point in his career, hopefully uh, uh, sooner rather than later. 
You mentioned LaMelo Ball and, and that, that you think that there's some regret on the Warriors end for not taking him. Do you think that LaMelo Ball, given the that he's ball dominant and some of the other characteristics that he has, that, that, that hey, he was the best player on a playoff team, do you think that he fits what the Warriors do? No, not necessarily. No, you know, I mean, uh, I, I don't know necessarily that he would. Um, you know, I think if they could make it work, like I said, I think Steph uh, is, is 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 sort of a magician that way, where he can blend in and work with 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 just about any kind of player, and 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 you can put him on a, any kind of team, and and he'll find a way to thrive. Obviously, you'd rather the ball be in his hands, so. though. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I think that they could have made it work. Certainly last year, uh, you know, with no clay and and with uh, you know a roster that was a lot more unsettled, you'd rather have it. But you know, look, if you if you have Lamelo. Uh, coming into this offseason, you're in a pretty good position to make a trade, and 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 you'll get yourself the kind of player uh, who could be your anchor in the middle. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think the regret that, that when I say regret, that's that's what I mean is that you have a much better asset than what James Wiseman is right now. Not necessarily that you'd have Lamelo Ball, you know, playing for you for for the next twelve, fifteen years, uh, but 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 just that you'd have uh, you know a player who uh, uh, could certainly get you something back. Hey, Sean, so if KD somehow winds up here in the Bay, who benefits more from that, the Warriors or Durant? Uh, probably Durant. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's a good question because there are going to be people, if he winds up with the Warriors, there are going to be people who are going to say, oh, he, you know, being a front runner again, doing the same thing that it did before. Uh, so legacy-wise, that's going to hurt him. At the same time, he needs to win. You know, I mean, he needs to, he needs to close out. He's got, you know, three good years or so left. Uh, he's got to close out strong here because, uh, you know, what, what, what happened at the end in, 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 in Golden State uh, with him sort of winding his way out of town and, and, and then going to Brooklyn and that being a disaster, you know, he needs three good years here. He needs to, he needs to win. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it would benefit him more just because, uh, because he needs to kind of rescue some legacy a little bit here. And I think they, they would certainly win a championship uh, if everybody stayed healthy uh, and he was there next year. So I think that would go a long way to sort of uh, uh, erasing just how bad the last couple of years have been. Uh, at the same time, you'd have people who would not give him credit for it. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but I think just winning would, uh, would go a long way to sort of restoring him a little bit. Sean, before we let you get out of here, you're out in Las Vegas once again. Talk to us about Chad Holmgren. What are your What are your initial thoughts on the big kid out of Gonzaga? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, 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 boy, uh, I would love to be in a situation where, uh, as a professional necessity, I had to eat a lot, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> like that would be good if my boss came and said, you know, you got to you got to put on twenty pounds. Like, All right, I can do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's just so skinny, man. It's 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 you know, you have to wonder if he's you know, you can imagine him as as, as good as he's looked. Uh, at times, but imagine him going up against Joel Embiid and and just getting knocked around. You know that's 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 going to be uh, the real kind of challenge for him is is, is as he goes against NBA size. Uh, you know what's he going to be able to do? So um, yeah, you know I I, I thought Bancaro. You know they shut him down pretty quickly once they saw a couple games from him. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I'm really excited about watching him. But 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 Holmgren is definitely. Uh, you know, you, you look at him and you say, what is this? What am I looking at? <laughs> you know, because uh, he's so skinny, uh, but he's also such a great shot blocker. He can step out and shoot a three. Uh, he can handle the ball at, at, at his size. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, but, uh, but man, yeah, he's, uh, 
man, he is so skinny, and that's 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 something that you just can't. Uh, you really, it, it's almost hard to process when you watch him. Sean, we appreciate the time, my man. Let's let's do this again and talk some more basketball before we tip things for real in a couple of months. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. That is Sean Devaney from Heavy.com covering the NBA. When we continue here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.